This episode is brought to you by Splash Refresher. I believe in the three beverage rotation on my desk at all times. One for caffeinating, one for hydrating, and one for fun. But Splash, they spice it up by putting the fun and hydration in one. I don't have to dread my eight cups of water a day. I just drink Splash and like it. My flavor that I've been enjoying the most lately is the wild berry. Keep one on your desk. You'll be hydrated in no time. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Betches Media presents Ha ha, laugh, funny Mention it all, a Bravo by Betches podcast We don't say that, but now we said it With me, Dylan Hafer Hold on, check me, boo Hey everyone, welcome back to the Mention It All podcast. I'm Dylan Hafer, and today I am happy to be joined once again by a favorite guest of mine, always, Danny Murphy. Hi, Danny. Hi, Dylan. Uh, always a magical Bravo moment with you. <laughs> well, actually, you, know, you had a uh, magical moment last night. Well, I got a bone to pick with you, Danny. If I'm if I'm perfectly honest, uh, <laughs> we were the supposed collector. <laughs> it is Thursday morning right now, Wednesday evening. We were supposed to be dancing the night away together at the launch party of one Avery Singer's uh, new company. It's called Batch Boss. It's a Girl uh, lux- lux- <laughs> luxury bachelor and bachelorette party planning service. Uh, congrats mm. to Avery. F- great event. But uh, Danny, you told me you were going to be there. And then I get a text. Like an hour before, it's like, oh, I'm so tired. <laughs> I'm sick. Okay, here, <laughs> and any person that listens to this that lives in the city of Hoboken <laughs> will understand. Oh, there's no I, water, right? Yeah. I, it's now back. So I literally, I, I got a call from my building at like 4 p.m. yesterday. Like, you might have water back. If you do, you need to run your pipes for 15 minutes to make sure it like regulates and i was like i'm at an i'm not home right now (laughs) and they're like oh okay well then you might not have it i was like what is this like riddle that i need to do to get water i still can't drink it but now i have it back so i was also running on like i i showered but not with like at a at a gym uh that i joined in a crisis. <laughs> I'm picturing you doing like a little like bird bath with a bottle of Dasani, just like splish splash. A, how dare you, Evian. <laughs> but B, that was my Tuesday morning. <laughs> okay, 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 <laughs> okay, so, okay. And I was like, I can't, I can't batch boss it up when I'm not smelling or looking my best. That's true. I was up close and personal with Ramona, who I had never met before, and I would not have been comfortable doing that if I hadn't showered yesterday. Because oh, she would say I smelled. She'd be like, she would say that to my What's face. What's that? What's that? Yeah, I, I, I just don't get it. Okay, so, so here's the rundown. Okay, please help me this with this. event, yes. I'm looking at a photo right now so I don't miss anyone. They did like a whole Bravo kind of group photo because it was okay. it was an eclectic bunch, you might say. <laughs> uh, of course, Avery was there. Love. Ramona and Mario. Oh, ooh, Mario. Oh, I guess because they, they support the daughter. Yeah, I, I don't know why I... It had not occurred to me that Mario even might be there. And then the no. second I saw him, I'm like, oh, duh. Yeah. Like, did they give flirty vibes? Um, Like, no, they okay. weren't really around each other except when they were taking the photo. And I will say, first of all, Mario looks like a fucking snack as always. He, yeah. But also seeing them next to each other in a photo mm. is so powerful. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I won't get into it. Um, Yeah. But then we had 
Kyle and Amanda were there. Because I saw, wasn't Drink Lover Loverboy was helping? There was, yeah, one of the signature cocktails had Loverboy in it. Um, and then there was some Loverboy in the gift bags as well. Good gift bag. Cute, um, cute. And then, uh, let's see, Dorinda was there. Loved seeing her. Uh. It's been a while. She was wearing a very, uh, <laughs> a very uh, glittery silver short mini dress and then thigh high, like PVC leather boots. <laughs> I'm fucking in love. That is when when I am if if uh, global warming lets me be in my fifties, best believe I'm in that. I'm in glitter and thigh highs. I could see that for you. Yeah, really. <laughs> I, okay, go, continuing with the list. Bershon Shaw was there. I've not seen Bershon in a minute. She, yeah, she and Ramona always hit it off. I guess. Um, I I guess so. And then, and then rounding out the group. Jen Fessler, our new what? Real Housewives of New Jersey friend of what? Looking great. She was in a, you know, a blue pantsuit uh, with a long that. ponytail. I It was the first time I had met her. I did see her at your live show in December, but yes. I, I didn't get a chance to meet her. Lovely. She, I Before was like, we knew. I was like, how's it going? How's your season going so far? And she's like, it's insane. I'm like, <laughs> she does seem like she is just that 24 seven, like. Because like I, I like her energy on the show, I think is just her energy, which is really delightful. Yeah, it's no, it's um, Jen Fessler. I feel like is she's such an interesting character, and I'm sure she will get into kind of some of the drama a little more. But mm-hmm. I just she's somebody that I I could watch for hours. Yes, eating the mozzarella. She, you know, ordering pizza. Ordering pizza. She's like, no, we cannot share. Don't even try I, it. <laughs> I, I respect that because I don't always love when people are like, oh, well, I'll get this and then we'll share. I'm like, no, I'm ordering what I want to eat. And Jen is also doing friend of right. She's like, I'm here. I'm like to have a nice dinner, to go to some parties, see what happens and and part party it up. Meanwhile, our our girl, our girl Jackie is friend of foeing and the and the friend of that we love to see of fighting with people. <laughs> I um Jen Fessler gives me a little bit of Barbara Kay vibes. Oh, oh. It's just in the sense that she's like a little off kilter in a way that is really entertaining to watch. Like she's not, she's a little quirky. Little quirks, yes. I think the what Jen Fessler has going for her is that she's on this show as Margaret's friend. She and Margaret are not going to have some big falling out this season. They're still, she's do she's keeping it, you know. She's keeping it together. So if she wants to stay on the show, there's going to be potential for that. Whereas Barbara Kay came on as Luann's friend. And by the end of the season, you know, that wasn't going so well. (laughs) Or even by like episode three, I feel like Luann was like, who's Barbara? What? Right. It's kind of like the Mia and Jacqueline of it all, where it's (sighs) like you come on the show as someone's best friend. And then immediately (laughs) it's like we hate each other. It's so sad and crazy to see. But that's why I do love that Jen has kind of proven that she's like, no, Margaret's my friend. I'm not going to shit talk her on the phone. But I do love, I was visualizing Jennifer in her car home from the Moots party. Like, boop, boop, sorry about your nose job. Boop, boop, so I'm looking for a therapist. <laughs> <laughs> she, I I said it on my episode yesterday with Jordana. She was working the phones this week. Oh, <laughs> I, it reminded me when I was an intern at the New York City Parks and Rec Department where I just had to always had to, I was answering all the complaints and I was like, you got parks. You got parks. Oh my you God. got parks. I know. Did you, were you like, 
handling the complaints or just like answering the phone? Um, in full disclosure, if you called them in the summer of 2013, I did not know how to transfer phone calls all the time properly. So I'd be like, oh, just one second and I would just hang up. So, <laughs> it, do, do, Are you a Veep watcher? Yes. It reminds me of um, there's a moment when Sue is like, I can't say no to you again, so I'm just gonna. And then she like slowly hangs up the phone. <laughs> oh, like transferring that. your call right now. <laughs> I'm like, oh, Verizon, the lines went out. Yeah. I definitely had, I did that in college. I worked at like the info center desk oh, and I yeah. was not real good with the phone either. They're and hard. there were definitely some times where I'm like, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I would just transfer them to like one of the like generic extensions if I didn't know who they actually <laughs> needed to talk to. I'd be like, I'll You'll send this to like something. admissions. I don't know. They they can help you. They'll do something or send an email. You know, why are you, why are you calling? Yeah. Right. The phone. Google. Google is free. Google. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. I did. Uh, speaking of friend of status uh, on the Miami finale. Adriana and Marisol get their little title cards at the end of the episode of like oh. their updates. I was I was surprised. I don't know if that's happened before for friends. I don't did Kiki get one or no? I don't think so. I guess because Kiki's no drama, just vibes. Like she's well, just there for a fun. That's time. the thing. Like Kiki to me has had a great season in terms of establishing herself as a fun presence on the show more than last year, but Mm -hmm. they still have not really allowed her to crack into the storyline of it. Yeah. I almost feel like like Kiki and Jen Fessler are doing similar things. Where, like They're just like in scenes and you're laughing at them. But I'm like, oh, I don't know. And like when Kiki has confessionals about like, oh, I relate to this because I'm like, oh, you have. I'm like, why don't I want to see more of your life? Yeah. <laughs> Kiki has, I think, a very interesting personal story. I know. Um, our mutual friend Gibson Johns has spent more time talking to Kiki and is always like, oh. oh yeah, she's fascinating. Like she has such an interesting life. If, you know, if she's ever, if they ever let her show it on the show, she would bring a lot to the table. Um, but you know, maybe next season, I don't think I anybody's think getting fired from Miami. No. So, oh, I love, I love everyone being like, this is what I'm like, no one's leaving this. Show. Like this cast is so, so good. And I feel that almost was probably why maybe. Kiki didn't get to show more because like everyone had so much stuff going on. But right. I say just add her, make all these friends of full times and add so much more chaos to the mix. <laughs> I I agree. I mean, that's the thing. Like there are these kind of unwritten rules of like how many people you can have on a cast or like who gets to be full time, who's a friend of, who gets mm -hmm. to show what. And I feel like Miami, the last two seasons has really kind of broken that mold a little bit of how involved a friend of is supposed to be, how they craft the storylines. It's like, okay, yeah, maybe we're not seeing as many like solo scenes at home of Adriana and Marisol, but in terms of the structure of the narrative arc, there's no sense of like, well, we're not going to feature Marisol very much because, and you know. She's on Ultimate Girls Trip. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I that, Oh, that Girls Trip trailer. I'm excited. I am really excited because it's some of my favorite housewives ladies all together like this one in particular some of my faves getting into some mess together i feel like people for whatever reason maybe it's just because there was no premiere date or trailer or anything for a long time but people kind of slept on this girls trip group like it I was know. like oh oh they're doing the one in morocco oh i forgot that they already filmed the one in thailand and i'm like no i think this season is gonna be good i think because it's like you have 
Giselle, Portia, and Alexa. Like you have so many powerhouses that are gonna be able to like cause some fun drama. And I love that immediately getting into it, Giselle's like, so what happened with the black eye? Candace is asking Portia about mm-hmm. her, her relationship. Leah's in the hospital. I mean, it has some great, some great moments. I know, I know we don't feel great about Brandy Glanville right now for good reasons. Um, mm-hmm. but one of the things I appreciated on her girls trip season at the Berkshires was that she had clearly done enough research on the people that were coming on the trip with her to know kind of what were the interesting things from their past to bring up what the situations were. And I feel like Giselle is bringing that same energy in the trailer where it's like, she knows for each given person in that group, kind of what the pain point is going to be and what is what is she's like <laughs> the audience watching at home? It's like we haven't seen Portia in a couple of years. I want to know what's happening with that. We haven't, you know, Whitney and Heather, question mark, question mark. We know they're still not getting along. What's the update with that? Like there are numerous things where you kind of need somebody in the group to be informed enough to direct the to conversation. And I have confidence in Giselle. Oh, yeah. And I it is interesting because when me and Evan chatted with her when she was on virtual reality a little bit ago, we asked her just like lightly about Ultimate Girls Trip. And she said she's in a group chat with Portia, Alexia, and Marisol. So I'm that might be like a core four. And <laughs> I think Leah and Candace are friends because they like TikTok together from time to time. Yes. So I don't know if Whitney and Heather just made no friends or like what's happening there. But I feel like there is a there are teams formed quickly. I feel like if I went on a girl's trip, I have a feeling I would be like good with everyone, but not super close with anyone. Mm. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that's may- maybe that's like a Whitney and Heather kind of vibe where it's like they're like kikiing with everyone in a general way, but like not in the group chat. Necessarily. Right, everyone's like, do you guys want to come to Salt Lake? Everyone's like, we're, we're okay. <laughs> Like, that is such a lovely invitation. I will think about it. <laughs> Miami, sure. <laughs> Miami's hot, hot. Dun, 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 dun. I, uh, can I say, I like, I, at first I was like, what is this song? Now I'm upset. It's, it is funny how multiple times throughout the season, throughout doing press, at BravoCon even, these women in the group can, will talk so much about how much they like Adriana's new song. Not liking Adriana, but her new song, yes. In the finale, Alexia literally at the table is like, you know I don't fuck with you, but that song is good. <laughs> she's like, she's like, I hate you. I like the song. I hate you. The song is catchy. It's like, you can't deny it. It's undeniable. You, can, you cannot. It is. It's It's made. I, I'm like, okay, Adriana, your next, next season, I expect some more songs from you. Well, in the finale, she does have a little... Uh, studio meeting slash session with Emilio Estefan. Oh, okay. And she's like, she literally starts getting teary-eyed in her confessional <laughs> because she's like, it means so much that me, this little girl who came from Brazil, is meeting with this titan of Latin music. This is my oh. American dream. And I mean, I love this for Adriana. I don't it's it's funny because I have I was not aware until right now that she has this dream of a real music career. So <laughs> I because I, 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 I thought I thought she was releasing songs kind of like usually like Housewives release songs because like Candace is doing an like she released an album she released a deluxe 
Candace is doing a music career. Right. She's I going didn't on know tour. Adriana's plan. I didn't know that was Adriana's plan. Exactly. There's that's the thing. It's like I am such a lover of housewives music as a genre, but there's yes. a big difference between a Kim Zolciak, uh, a, Lu- a Countess Luann, a Melissa Gorga, who put out, you know, a few singles. And maybe it's a storyline. Maybe they do a couple performances, but it kind of, it, it is what it is. And then you have a Candace or, you know, uh, even an Erica is, you know, she's yeah. done music for real. And, you know, Adriana coming, she's, she's going to get Grammy nominated before Candace. Just watch. Uh, oh my, well, she's not going to get sued by Michael Darby before Candace. Cause did you see that? Oh my God. Oh my God. Candace getting I- sued by Michael Darby. For he wants two million dollars in damages. He's claiming defamation because on this season, Candace made a comment about him paying for oral sex from a man. Mm-hmm. <sighs> it's also um because I feel like A, Michael, you should be giving two million dollars to Ashley Darby. B, right, uh, right. do you re- do you really want to br- like bring things to light because that's what this would like if you bring this to like a trial or anything like that there's gonna be a lot of people talking a lot of things that get exposed right i mean to me the big question mark when somebody sues for defamation like that is like it has to be false like there has to be a, a lie at the center of the story and you know i personally have no knowledge of whether this story is true or not no um, but if there is any truth to it, or if there are truth to any similar stories about Michael Darby, like there's this idea, I think when I read about this lawsuit, Michael Darby is still adamantly denying that he is ever sleeping with men or is mm-hmm. ever doing anything related to sleeping with men. So there's, it's not to me like this lawsuit it's about the one specific thing that Candace said on the show but it also to me is still like a public statement of like just for the record i still am not gay <laughs> yeah when well, also cuz i i uh re- i was reading about that and it's no are you it's not defamation of character to call somebody a different sexuality than what they are apparently yeah interesting well so i don't really know what michael darby's like legal plan is for this i don't know everybody goes stream drive back a few times so candace can get a nickel or two um <laughs> or insecure remix <laughs> right I, I, the whole uh, deep space album just put it on mute deep and let album. it let it play yes. on repeat yes <laughs> i feel like we've all had that moment where you're at somebody's wedding and you're looking around the food the venue the music the overall vibe and you're making like that mental checklist of if I were planning a wedding right now, maybe you are, maybe you aren't. What would I want to copy from this? What would I want to change? What would I want to tweak? Well, I've been a part of my fair share of weddings over the years, and I know just how stressful the process can be. You go from that newly engaged bliss to overwhelmed by invitation paper and flower colors in the blink of an eye. But using Zola helps with wedding planning from start to finish and makes every decision easier so you can stay in your bliss. With Zola, you can plan your entire wedding in one convenient place. From the day you get engaged and search for the venue to the day you send out your save the dates, make your registry, and even taste your cake. Zola has literally everything you need to make the whole process super easy and even maybe enjoyable. There's even a five-star app that helps you plan on the go or on your couch. Zola helps couples plan the wedding they really want with tons of unique features and personalized recommendations based on a couple's preferences 
every Zola wedding is as unique as the couple planning it. They've thought of everything you'll need and have built every tool to get you to I do, including customized checklists to get you moving, keep you on track, and prepare you for what's next. Start planning at Zola.com. That's Z-O-L-A dot com. Summer is fast approaching, which means more social events, more weddings to attend, more nights on the town, and hopefully more vacations. That's why I'm so thankful for today's sponsor, Honey Love, for covering us with the best shapewear. With Honey Love, you can feel your best even when you're wearing less. They've revolutionized compression technology so you no longer have to feel like you're suffocating while wearing effective shapewear. Plus, they're the only shapewear that won't ever roll down no matter how much you groove on the dance floor. For a limited time only, you can get Honeylove on sale. Get 20% off your entire order with our exclusive link, honeylove.com slash MIA. Support our show and check them out at honeylove.com slash MIA. When talking about shapewear, Honeylove's best-selling superpower short is the go-to. It has targeted compression technology that distinguishes between areas where you want more support and areas where you need less compression. Their signature X targets and sculpts your midsection without squeezing your natural curves. The superpower short is helping ladies everywhere sculpt and smooth from stomach to thigh by offering just the perfect amount of compression. This piece is also a booty lifter. Boost bands on the back of the thigh give your bottom an amazing shape. Treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market and save 20% off at Honeylove honeylove.com slash MIA. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com slash MIA. After you purchase, they'll ask where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. The summer vibes are just getting started, honeys. Shape your life with Honeylove. Okay, the main event we need to talk about is Vanderpump Rules. Ah, I, okay, Danny, I have had the most interesting experience over the last few weeks since the season started because- Last year on the podcast, I was talking about Vanderpump Rules most weeks. And when I tell you, it was tough to find people who were even keeping up with the season to come on and recap it. I wasn't. I wasn't watching. A lot of people were. Or a lot of people were like, oh, I'm sort of watching, but I'm like five episodes behind. And I'm like, great. I need you to be ready by 11 a.m. on Thursday to talk about the episode from the night before. So... You know, I'm thinking in my head, I'm like, I hope it's good again this year. But, you know, who? I don't know who's watching. I don't know if it's like a priority. There's been so many new shows happening lately. We've had guests coming on the podcast. We are, um, you know, booked and busy and, you know, blessed. Um, oh, very much. To have, the, LA, the LA circuit. But, you know, to have we've had great guests recently. There's been a, you know, a scheduling jam almost on Mention It All. And Ooh. I start getting DMs. Where are the Vanderpump recaps? Are you ever going to talk about Vanderpump rules? And I'm like, oh my God. Yeah. Like, first of all, it's not about the pasta. First of all, yes, I'm watching this season. I'm enjoying this season. And second of all, I I would love to recap it because it's good. Yeah. It's good. It's good. There's a lot to talk about. Um, but you know, we've been busy. But I'm glad that with you today, we get to talk about Vanderpump rules as we and should. also did. Did you see Andy Cohen's tweet this morning? Yes. Feel like all is right with the world when Pump Rules is thriving, and it is. <sighs> it it is. It really is. The, just like we pick up this episode, still at Tom Sandoval's um, <laughs> most extras show in Agora Hills. Um, I don't. Good for him. Good for him. But just the amount of the amount of different things that are developing at this Tom Sandoval show, I feel like it's giving us more storyline and drama from this one event than we've had in the past two years on Vanderpump Rules. Oh, so many. Everybody is fighting with everybody. And it's also 
old school fighting where they're holding vodka sodas in plastic cups, being like, well, you said this about me and now I hate you. Or someone's crying in a corner. People are storming off. It's what we're going to these people for. Sheena and Katie are hurling insults back and forth, calling each other trolls. That's delicious to me. And also when Sheena was like, you can call me like a, you can call me all these things with troll." Is too far. I don't know why that, that word hit a nerve for her. She was, it was like, like Margaret Joseph. She was like, you can say I'm a bitch. You can say I'm unkind. You can say I've been a bad friend. But don't call me a troll. <laughs> but I was like, oh, I didn't know. Okay, good to know. <laughs> um, you know, we have uh, Sheena then venting to Raquel about how Katie has spent the last decade basically making her look like shit on TV. We have Raquel then pulling... Ali aside to make sure she's on the same page about how James fucked Lala like four years ago. And Ali is like, yeah, I did know that. And also it's, it's, yeah, he told me my world has been shaken. Thank you. Yeah. I, 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 this Ali girl is giving me, she's just giving me energies. Allie, or lack thereof. Look, James is all in on this relationship with Ali. Teddy Mellencamp. He's all in with Teddy Mellencamp on Ali Luber. And Allie seems like a great girl. Like she seems, she's she's cute, gorgeous gowns, fun. I, you know, we don't know her yet, but yeah. it does feel like I don't know. It's tough. I was thinking about this when she sat down with Raquel that the fact that Allie clearly has not been around this group enough to really mm. have a relationship with anyone but James. Mm -hmm. makes it tough because now that she is on the show this season, she can't just only, if they want her to be a part of the group, she can't only film these scenes with James, but Katie doesn't know her. Sheena doesn't know her. The Toms don't know her. None of them are looking like they're getting, like they're like Ariana, going out of their way to get to know her. Yet. Right. Are, no, she's not really being brought into the group. I, I don't think, yeah. you know, Lala's barely in this episode. I don't think anybody really is looking to like pull Allie into the fold. No. And so it leaves us with these weird scenes between her and Raquel. Whereas like the, the scene with them in the premiere, that made sense. Raquel needs to get stuff off her chest, get on the mm -hmm. same page. The scene in this episode, it's like, why are they talking about this? <laughs> and I, you know, justice for Charlie, Charlie telling Raquel, I mean, I don't think that's like your bit, your <clears throat> issue to make like to make Allie aware <laughs> that James cheated on you once, maybe once four years ago. Like, I get why Raquel feels like she has like, you know, the red flag brigade for yeah. James, but like, you know, it's a new relationship. Well, and, and it's, well, it's interesting you brought up the Charlie conversation because uh, I chatted with Sheena and Raquel yesterday. And when I was like, oh, that was a really great talk. Like Charlie was kind of like giving you like some real talk voice of reasons. And they were like, <laughs> that was judgment through and through. And I was like, oh, okay. Guess, guess not. I love, I, 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 but I, I like to your point. It's like, why don't get involved with all this like BS that just is going to like stress you out more than you have to be stressed out. Yeah. I do get the sense that, um, Charlie has sort of floated 
away from the group this season. She's not on the show um, as much. It doesn't seem like yeah. people are really close with her the way they maybe were a year or two ago, which, you know, I like Charlie, but at the same time, I don't think she's a vital part of this cast. No. Um, her, well, she's vital to Sir, it feels like. Oh. Her and Peter are keeping the lights on there. <laughs> Backbones of Sir. Yeah. She's like, guys, I don't have time to film a fight at Tom Sandoval's band. Table eight needs entrees, okay? She's, yeah. She's like, can you? She's like, can you please make me a strawberry? <laughs> like, we need the sugar rim. <laughs> Cut to her though, becoming like head manager of Sir in like four years tops. I give it. Charlie's empire could be growing. Okay, but that's depressing. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're saying that like being manager of <laughs> Sir is like winning an Oscar. And I'm you know like what? in some circles. <laughs> she's like, it came true. Wow. Yeah. Like Peter stuck around for so long, so long, put in all the hours that he finally got to have a drunk make out with Brickell. Good for him. <laughs> the Me Too movement, darling. What? It's Lisa? not a good look. It's not you don't want to be the dumpy. You want to be the dumper. <laughs> Oh my God. Lisa Vanderpump knows. I was, I'm always kind of like, what is she going to do this season with these kids? And I'm like, oh, she delivers. Lisa Vanderpump is putting in work this season because on this episode, we get, honestly, she has like tough love conversations with James and with both of the Toms. And mm. all three of yes. those men need to hear it. Mm hmm. I get so stressed hearing any ounce of conversation about how the Toms spend their money. Because I'm just like, do you guys not have like an accountant or like a financial advisor that is giving you any guidance or anything like that? The fact that they're like just hemorrhaging so much cash into this and Lisa's like, why didn't you guys come? Like, why are you guys trying to do something without me? Well, (laughs) it's not going to work. The situation with this guy, Greg, seems so questionable to me. Me, somebody who knows absolutely zero about business. I mm. I say all the time on this podcast, when anybody's talking about like the ins and outs of buying a house or doing business or, you know, divorce or legal shit, I know nothing. But I'm Wendy with her notebook when Peter's telling her about like opening a lounge. I'm like, okay, what? I'm <laughs> yeah. It's like Teresa making the phone call to Joe, want to make peace. Uh, <laughs> but that's that's my understanding of business. But to hear that all of this stuff is in Greg's name, it's his lease, it's, you know, whatever. But Tom and Tom are the ones spending all of the money for the rent, for the XYZ. Tom Sandoval's mom and stepdad put in $250,000 for this restaurant. That to me as a fucking idiot in business sounds wrong. (laughs) And also because especially because I feel like when Greg is the restaurant guy, so it's like, and the the Tom's and Tom's are kind of like the fun ideas like, oh, we like, we're kind of like the faces of it. But now they're the pockets of it. I'm just like, this is a really, really bad move, especially because it's like, oh, like Schwartz or Sandoval. I'm like, no, don't mess up Ariana's money because I love her. Right. Like the the Tom Tom arrangement, people I feel like kind of give them shit sometimes for having such little ownership stake in Tom Tom. But that is the best arrangement possible because mm-hmm. they have, I am sure, made back their initial investments and then oh. some. 
and they get to have their fucking names on a bar in like the main strip of WeHo that people line up like it's a fucking meet and greet to go to seven days a week. Schwartz and Sandy's is not the same. It's not no. going to be no. the same. It's, I mean, it has, I'm not saying it can't be successful, whatever, that I don't have a crystal ball, but like, <laughs> It's not the same proposition as like we're opening a bar next door to Lisa Vanderpump's other two bars yeah. that we're barely putting money into. Exactly. Because also, and when people gave them shit for that, Angela Yee said on a financial podcast, I have listened to once, that you'd rather have uh, have like 20% in on something that you know will be successful than own 100% of a failure. Oh, absolutely. And I think that's what they're messing up with. Because also when I Google imaged or... Uh, Google Maps, Schwartz and Sandy. Yeah, I mean, it's like in the same vicinity in the sense it's in Los Angeles, but it's not like, because like when you go to, like when a Vanderpump fan goes to do like a Vanderpump bar crawl. Right. And it's, you could literally crawl. Right. Like it, I've also done the Google map because when they say it's in like, what what is it? Like Hidden Village or some, it's like. <laughs> Valley or yeah, no, Hidden Valley. I think, yeah. Hidden, it's in the Hidden Valley Ranch. Um, I'm like, like whatever. I'm craving ranch. So bad. Okay, so when I googled it, what became clear was the neighborhood that they say it's in is clearly like a made-up real estate term. <laughs> right, yeah. That probably has something to do with gentrification. I, I, I don't know, but I put money on that. Whatever. Yeah. But like, it's in Hollywood, but not like it's in a completely different area if of Los Angeles than. Tom Tom, Sir Pump. Oh, and yeah. So, like, if I was doing a night out or something, if I'm in LA for a long weekend and I have one night where I feel like I'm doing Vanderpump stuff, the day, because also not everyone you go with is going to be like, I'm not going to five fucking nights of Vanderpump. Well, that's great. One night. <laughs> when I went to LA last year, I did a whole podcast about my Vanderpump experience, but oh people goodness. assumed I was going to spend my whole time in LA. I was there for like four days, just like, hanging out at sir i'm like no the food is not good the drinks no. are not good this the atmosphere is not good i'm not gonna spend my three days in like a <laughs> shitty club restaurant lounge just so i can catch a glimpse of peter wait and it's so funny when i went to because i i did i had a one happy hour at tom tom and i don't drink and what i was like i was like oh can i just do like a grapefruit juice and like seltzer and the guy the bartender was like what does that mean? And like, I had to explain to him what like a non-alcoholic beverage was. So you only go there to get fucked up or to like sit, look and see where someone takes a fight and then bounce out because it's not, there's no ambiance or chill energy there. <laughs> yeah. Best of luck to Tom and Tom. It's not looking good. They're looking good though. I have to say, they, okay, they are looking good. Splash Refreshers are the delicious zero-calorie beverage I'm reaching for again and again when I'm feeling thirsty for something flavorful. I believe in the three-beverage rotation on my desk at all times. One for caffeinating, one for hydrating, and one for fun. But Splash spices it up by putting the fun and hydration in one. I don't have to dread my eight cups of water a day. I just drink Splash and like it. Lately, my go-to office beverage has been the Splash Wild Berry flavor. It's so nice to just put a few in the fridge at the beginning of the week. Grab one whenever you want something nice and refreshing. It's just the right amount of flavor, just the right amount of sweetness. You know the vibes. When you want something refreshing, when you want something hydrating, Splash is the perfect thing to reach for. It perfectly blends refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. And it's available in five craveable flavors. Wild Berry, that's my favorite. Acai Grape, Pineapple Mango, Lemon, and Mandarin 
Mandarin Orange. It's there to satisfy your need for hydration with a little flavor. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? Well, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. We got to talk about Raquel's proposition to Tom Schwartz. Because the thing is, okay, a lot of people have feelings that it's like, they're divorced. Katie doesn't get to have an opinion. Whatever. None of those people are Tauruses, my dad. Go on. (laughs) To me, I don't see how you don't see why Katie feels weird about this. Because, you know, Katie is not saying, you know, I don't think Katie is being that unreasonable. I think she's just saying... She's not saying you have to wear a chastity belt until I find a guy. She's like, can you not hook up with the person that I need to see every almost every day? Right. Like, not only are you all in the same friend group, quote unquote, but like, you are working together. You film a TV show together. You are yeah. required to be in the same place. Katie is inviting Raquel on her divorce girls trip. Shocked that after that reveal she still was like oh you can come i, I, I was know like, wow K- K- katie I, my jaw dropped i was actually for for all the people who give katie shit for being like unreasonable and like not getting over tom or whatever in 10 days i thought she took raquel's admission of guilt basically super well the fact that she didn't like x raquel out of her <laughs> life for that admission is growth, I think, to me. I think 100%. And also, because I like that she, uh, not like, but it was very, it was growth to see that she didn't flip out and also got very emotional where she was like, yeah, this is really, like, my the house that we were in is closing. Like, I'm just, like, going through a lot of life stuff that is not, like, I don't have the time to get angry about this. I'm just very sad. Right. Like, I, her response to that felt very human and from a mm-hmm. from a place of, emotional, you know, stress rather than like any sort of vindictiveness or any sort of, you know, revenge or, you know, like there's no sense to me that she is trying to make Schwartz's life miserable or that she's trying to find issues where there aren't any. I think she was triggered by a very specific thing that she, Schwartz went on Sheena's podcast and they were talking about this. And then Raquel kind of played into it. And I I actually think Katie, she was very insightful when she brought up, are you actually interested in Schwartz or are you sort of being wrapped up in this thing that Sheena is mm-hmm. sort of pushing and you're kind of getting carried away with it a little bit? Because she's like, I don't think Raquel actually has this kind of streak in her of being conniving and malicious or whatever. Oh, yeah, she called her cotton candy. <laughs> I feel, well, also, because that because Sheena did tell me, she was like, apparently, Sheena wasn't telling Raquel, do it, do it, do it. She said it like once or twice. And Raquel just was like, oh, after that, I couldn't stop thinking about it. So I think Katie will be a little surprised yeah. at how Raquel operates. Because I do. It's also, it's also not like, like, 
oh, Sheena convinced Raquel to get bangs and she got it. Going on hooking up with a guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a different, it's a different, it's a different operation. But I do stand by, or I think it was Ariana who said it, not this episode, but last week, which is like, why is no one mad at Schwartz ever? Yeah. And I know Katie's get a little annoyed at him, but I'm like, because his moment, and I think you put it on the Bravo by still, Instagram. Are we still filming? Looks at the camera. He knows. Because he says, he basically says, do, she says, do you want to make out? He says, I really, really, really do. But I know I can't. But oh God, I really do. Like he does it's, not, like he does not say Raquel, no. Exactly. Exactly. He's just like, oh, and you're such, and he's like, and he was like, you're so attractive and I really like you. And it's just like, da, 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 da. and I'm like, oh, if there was no cameras, but you know what? And also what's funny, if there were no cameras filming, they would have made out then. And you know, we would have had Sheena Shea MZ, like Robin Dixon's own, Sheena Shea's own. She, she would have been vlogging <laughs> that, that. Yes, yes, yes. Oh my God. I, I would kill for a uh, She MZ segment. Um <laughs> It would be amazing because I feel she she really has kicked it into high gear this season, Sheena, for better or for worse for all the people. But like she is moving some stories around her and Lala are really leading charges. Well, I respect that because last season there was so much about her and Brock. And yeah. it was loud and clear the way the audience responded to that. And I don't know if it was a deliberate move on Sheena's part to have Brock less involved this season. I imagine the producers were not banging down his door to sign a full-time contract. <laughs> but, but it feels like Sheena kind of has co- course corrected a little bit. And it's like, nah, this will be better if I'm just kind of like uh, stirring up the shit a little bit. I don't need to be like, Brock, 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 Brock. I I think it's like a I feel like they were trying to last season from the few episodes I watched make it evolve into like a Vanderpump where it's like oh like married couple friend da 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 but now it's like no let's just keep the trash coming guys and like right. they're doing it so well and I mean it does unfortunately help that like a divorce is going on you know or, and Lala separated and all this stuff I did love Lala I need her to get better because she knows how to get a scene going so i hope she recovers soon but i love that she spends her sick days watching beverly hills oh my god <laughs> the, with the sound on i love that they have the same uh vanderpump and beverly hills have the same production company so yeah. it's very uh synergistic if you will that's and i also i'm like lala please take i hope you're taking notes because i would love in a year or two for you to be on beverly hills some may say you know who knows? Some may say her and maybe Tracy Tudor, apparently. Maybe, you know, if people, maybe if this season goes well, maybe we'll see Christina Kelly on a. <laughs> Wait, I love that Ariana even's like, what is Christina Kelly doing here? The funniest thing, though, I don't know if you picked up on this. Katie says, when she's like reintroducing Christina Kelly to us because it's been a minute. She says, we just traveled together to Rome for our friend's wedding. Oh. We know if that you, friend. If you, uh, if, if you happen to miss that, our friend is one Stassi Schroeder. <laughs> our friends. I'm shocked they didn't have like Stassi like blurred out. Like, like she watched like the grudge video or the ring video. <laughs> I guess I didn't. I guess I didn't realize that Stassi was at that level where they are fully not saying her name on camera i think i yeah she is she's just uh fully eliminated stassi who uh just announced she's pregnant again mazel tov um 
uh, that yeah. was to me like I'm not somebody who's like riding for Stasi. I don't really give no. a fuck. But I just have stopped thinking about her. So I'm like, same, yeah, yeah. same, same, same. The baby thing came up on my timeline. I'm like, oh, cool. Um, but I just was, uh, you know, I thought that was a noteworthy that it's like, okay, our friend's wedding. Got it. That's what we're got it. Because I did. Feel, that's yeah. the thing is like all of them are still friends with Stasi, and so it's interesting. Oh, exactly. It's interesting to bring Christina back onto the show with no kind of mention of the fact that this was a friend group before and really mm -hmm. still is that we're going to be missing a piece of. I like Christina. I've ordered her uh lip balm before. Is uh, it good? It was good. It was good. Oh, that was like okay. a, that was a like deep COVID purchase. I was like, you know, I have, I bought some Bravo things. I think during deep part, I got, I think I got a Married to the Mob makeup kit or a makeup bag that said like bitch on it. And I'm like, where, what, what am I doing? I, What's happening? My, uh, my Bravo purchases during quarantine times were uh, Christina Kelly's lip balm and okay. uh, Portia's sheets. <laughs> okay. You know, you were, you were quarantining. You were being cozy at home. Yeah. I needed something to look forward to. Wait. And now here's my thing for you, because I, I brought up Tracy... Tudor, I think her name is. I don't watch Million Dollar Listing LA. Should I? Is that a show you guys talk about in this no, podcast? No, I have not watched no? it in okay. a while. I have okay. seen a couple people saying, though, that this season is really good and it's that good. there's more drama like okay. within the group than there sometimes has been. So oh. I don't know. I like Tracy, though. I, I think Tracy's, Tracy's cool. I've, uh, I've interviewed her before. Um, oh. I like Tracy. I, you know, and it's 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 her and Josh Flag, right? He's on that Altman and Flag, both. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Um, but you know, that's you know, uh, James and Max Vanderpump boxing together was really Wait. just <laughs> my favorite little moment before we go. Wait, but that was funny that you were saying Allie has no one to film with. I feel like no one's really filming with James besides Lisa and Lala and her either. Well, yeah. Well, I don't know. That's I mean, James has great TV, but like he doesn't have a best like friend track record. No. And I feel like everybody is kind of like, why are you drinking again? Why are you making all these choices again? And we don't know how to help you type of thing, which is just kind of a rough spiral. Yeah. We're getting back to the point from a few seasons ago where he was calling Katie like fat in her shorts and everybody was like, oh. um, okay, no, bye. Literally, yeah. Oh God, that's gonna be yeah. We can't I, go back there. Uh I don't know. Danny. You'll have to come back here. Yes. Oh my god. Before too I'll, long, because it's always a pleasure. I'll. Uh, that'll be my. See you next time we record. <laughs> that'll be my. That'll be, yeah, that'll be my. my start. I'll put that. I'll put that on the calendar invite. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> somebody. Somebody will be looking at my calendar. They're like, "Come recording what?" <laughs> <laughs> and it's just wait. We're doing the Luann track that T Kyle did. <laughs> Keep <serving>. okay. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Well, thank you so much, Danny. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Don't forget to rate, review, and follow the show wherever you listen. Uh, listen to Danny's uh, stuff, not another true crime podcast, virtual reality, um, always yeah. getting the good stuff. And until next time, be cool. Don't be all like uncool. Mention It All is produced by Dylan Hafer, Sean Kilby, Jorge Morales Pico, and Rebecca Sousmacat. Editing by Jorge Morales Pico. Social media by Dylan Hafer. Guest booking by Dylan Hafer and Ali Friedlander. Be sure to follow at Bravo by Betches on Instagram and Twitter.
Thank you to our sponsor, Splash Refresher. Meet the water beverage that loves self-care as much as you do. Just because you have to hydrate doesn't mean it has to be tasteless. Splash Refresher makes hydration deliciously easy. Splash perfectly blends refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. I am going to go grab myself a wild berry splash now that I am done recording, and you should too. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Betches.